0: Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. I was in the word that I'm going to teach you, so good evening. Bless God tonight. Again, thank God for your ability to tune in and those of you that are here tonight tonight. It's always good to be in the house of the Lord, so why don't you get your Bible, because I've got some things to share with you that are going to be life-changing and mind-shattering today. So we're going to get right into this. Ah, Hallelujah. Let's pray together first. Let's do that. I know some are settling in here, but let's pray together first. Uh, Would you mind standing and bow your heads with me, and let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we need you. We need you now more than we ever have with tragedies and mass shootings just around the corner from this very location that are happening all over America this summer. It is full of violence and wickedness and attacks of the enemy against the person in the image of man created in your likeness. God, we need you to move by your spirit because it's only you, only by your power can things change. So we pray that tonight your word will go forth with power, clarity, and anointing that will arrest the minds of your people and bring about a change that can be seen in time and eternity. All for your glory. Use me tonight. Use me tonight. Anoint me afresh is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. God bless you. We're still teaching from our series, Christ the Healer. Christ the Healer. And tonight we're going to talk about how to receive your healing, how to receive your healing. You can be seated. Well, no, we're going to read the Scriptures. You're right. I'm sorry. I did kind of do it backwards. Okay, let, here's the Scripture. We stand for the Scriptures. We respect the Word of God. Hebrews 6, 12, it reads, that we might, that we be not slothful, that we be not slothful but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. I'm going to read it again, and then you can be seated. Hebrews 6 and 12, that we be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. All right, bless your hearts. You can be seated. We're talking about how to receive your healing how to receive your healing. The writer of Hebrews tells us that there is a condition called slothful, that we should not be. We should not be slothful. He says, but rather we should be followers. Very important. So... In the context of this particular scripture and the ability to receive our healing, we should not be slowful, but we should be followers. The opposite of being a true follower is being slowful. So we cannot be a true follower if we are slowful. So he tells us right up front, like I'm doing, don't be slowful. And if I were a note taker, I would write that down in the first person. <laughs> I would put my at James, don't be slothful. Frank, don't be slothful. Agnes, don't be slothful, but rather be a follower. Be a follower. Because it's followers who use their faith and patience To inherit the promise. Slowful people do not inherit what God has promised. So, in case you don't know, some of you, most of you probably do, being slowful is being spiritually lazy. It's being spiritually lazy and Slow to believe. It's very important. Slow to believe. Slow. So, so, so think about it in this wise. The writer of Hebrews is saying there are things you already believe about Christ and the kingdom and the gospel. But then there are some things you can be slow to believe. There are some things we can be slow to believe. And and the way the world is going and all that's going on in the news that we all know about, this is not the time to be slow to believe. There are some things we need to hurry up and believe as we're so-called believers. And and so being slowful again is being spiritually lazy. You, you, You just pray when you feel like it. It's time to pray all, t- Luke 18, man, I'd always pray. This this is no time to wake up and think about praying. You need to wake up praying. This is no time to think about, should I serve God? No, this is the time to serve him. Don't be spiritually lazy. And then don't be slow to believe. Well, I know the Bible says that, but you know, I've been thinking. You know, I I know the Bible says that, but... Uh, science got, has a new report out. No, you're slow to believe. These are the things we should not be if we're going to receive from God, whether it be healing or anything. We cannot be slow to believe. We cannot be slothful. But we must be a follower. We must be a follower. A follower is someone that imitates Jesus in word and deed. That's what a true believer is. A true follower is someone that imitates Jesus in word and deed. We say the same things that Jesus says and we do the same things intentionally that Jesus does. And therefore, we get the same results that Jesus gets. That proves we are true followers. And true followers are the ones that receive their healing. After Jesus' resurrection, he's walking and he runs into two of his disciples in Luke 24, we'll get there. And he runs into two of his disciples, and they're on the road to Emmaus, which is about seven miles from Jerusalem, where Jesus was crucified. And of course, now Jesus is resurrected, and they're talking about all the, 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 the events that are gone on. and I mean obviously, this was a world-shaking event, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so everybody's talking about it in the known world. It's on CNN. It's on Fox. Well, they didn't really have that then. And so everybody's talking about it. And so these two disciples are walking on the road to Emmaus and they're talking about this. And the Bible tells us that Jesus happens to walk up on them while they're having this discussion. And so Jesus approaches them and he asks him, what's what's going on? Why, why, why are you having this kind of conversation? What's all this, the, the excitement about And Why is everybody all hyped up? What's going on? And so they begin to say this in Luke 24, verse 19. They said to him, we were discussing what happened to Jesus from Nazareth. Now, obviously, they don't know who he is. They have not recognized who he is. So Jesus is asking them, what's the big deal? And they're saying, we're talking about Jesus of Nazareth. He go, they go on to say he was a powerful prophet in what he did and said in the sight of God and all the people. Now, notice what th- these disciples said about Jesus to Jesus. Notice what they described him as. They described him as a powerful prophet and not the Messiah. But these are, in fact, as the scriptures say, these are, in fact, his disciples. So it's possible. It is absolutely possible. It has been then and it has been for millennia. It is possible for people to go to church and not really know who Jesus is. He's a powerful prophet in the sight of God. Word and deed. This is what they're telling Jesus. Verse 20. They go on to say our chief priests and rulers had him condemned to death and crucified. Verse 21. We were hoping that. Listen very carefully to this statement that they're telling and making to Jesus. We were hoping that he was the one who would free Israel. We were hoping Jesus was the one that would make America great again. What's more, they go on to say, this is now the third day since everything has happened. They clearly, the scripture clearly tells us what they were thinking, what they thought of Jesus, what they thought Jesus came to do. Had nothing to do with saving the world from sin. It was all about saving them from their enemies. Write this down. They... This is a strong statement. They had a narrow and selfish view of Messiah. And I'm going to use some different terms like Messiah tonight to help shift your thinking. Because Jesus has become too common, too ordinary to many of you. You think you know Jesus because you've heard his name throughout your years of church and you say his name when you pray, but you really don't realize who he is. They had a narrow and selfish view of Messiah. He's the Messiah. He's not just a good preacher or a good prophet. He's Messiah. Jesus, hear this. Jesus, now this is directed specifically to you. Of course, as well as myself. Jesus didn't come just to save you. He came to save the world. That's why he's called Messiah. These disciples, who, by the way, didn't even recognize the one that they were supposed to be discipled by. No wonder they couldn't recognize him because he wasn't Messiah to them. He was just a good prophet. I used to say this all the time. If you see somebody as just a good person, you'll miss the anointing on their life. Oh, he's a good guy. He's a good priest. He's okay. You're going to miss something that God has for you in them. Second thing. Say it number one again. Jesus didn't come just to save you. Jesus didn't come just to heal you. Jesus wants to heal all people. You've got to get that in your thinking. If you're going to receive your healing, it can't be just about you. It's very important because these disciples thought Jesus came just for them Jews, just for Israel. And they missed so much more of what he could do because all they were thinking about is what they wanted him to do. Luke 24, 25. Then Jesus said to them, listen to what Jesus, man, this is so good. Listen to what Jesus said. This is what Jesus said to them in Luke 24, 25 and 26. Oh, fools. Call his disciples fools. He said, oh, fools and slow of heart to believe. You're, 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 you're a fool, You're slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Verse 26 he says, ought not Christ have suffered these things to enter into his glory? And then it says in verse 27, at the beginning of Moses and all the prophets, Jesus expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning. These were disciples of Christ who don't even know who he is as the Messiah and don't recognize his presence. So Jesus has to go from the beginning of the scriptures and teach them who he is. They're doing all this talking about Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, but you don't even know who he is. I'm trying to help you get your healing. They're doing all this talk about Jesus and do not know who he is. And so Jesus breaks down and calls them fools. Write down, fool. Next to it, here's the definition. Jesus called them unintelligent. They lack intelligence concerning Jesus. They lacked, (laughs) they lacked intelligence. They were ignorant of who he really was. It also means, and this is very, very important, it means they had a sensual interpretation of scriptures. Sensual. There's a lot of people today have that. This is nothing new. I don't know if we hear enough about it. We've got people that interpret scriptures based on their skin color, their culture, where they're from, and has very little to do with the Bible. And this is exactly what's going on right here. These Jewish men who claimed to be his disciples were not really his disciples. What their, their interpretation of scripture was based on their feelings. We don't want to be under Roman occupation anymore. Messiah's gonna come and he's gonna wipe out our enemies and put us back on top and we're gonna be the world power again. That, that is a sensual interpretation of scripture. And sadly, I'm going to say that there are too many believers today that have a sensual interpretation of the scriptures. And then Jesus also says they were slow of heart to believe, they were dull of mind and spiritually lazy. They were slow to believe, they were dull of mind, their minds were dull. And they were spiritually lazy. That's why Jesus had to open up the scriptures and teach them who he was. Because hear this. Their interpretation, their idea of who Jesus was, was passed down to them from generation to generation. These two Jewish men who claimed to be Jesus' disciples had the same concepts and ideas about him that every other Jew had. Even John the Baptist had this idea about Jesus. When John was put in prison, the Bible says John sent his disciples to ask Jesus this question. Are you the one or should we look for another Of all the people John should have known, this is your cousin. You're six months older than him. You baptized him. But now that you're in prison and Jesus hasn't overthrown the Roman government, now you're wondering if he's really the Messiah. Why? Because all y'all Jews at that time thought that's what the Messiah was going to do. They had a sensual interpretation of Jesus. They were ignorant and spiritually lazy because they didn't really go deep enough into the scriptures. They just kept hearing in school, Jesus is going to come and make everything right for us. Jesus is going to come and put us back where we belong. And so this is what they kept hearing, so this is what they believed. And, And what do you believe that you've been hearing that ain't biblical? And see, these are some of the things that hinder you and you're healing because you heard all your life this and that and the third and you haven't searched the scriptures. So you're lazy. My, I just I love you. But I gotta tell some of you, y'all lazy. You're spiritually doggone lazy. What you believe is what you always heard. And what you always heard is not always the truth. I know it's hard to say man tonight. Jesus told the scribes and Pharisees and those he was teaching in John chapter 5. He says, you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life, but they are what teach you who I am. Mm. You're searching the scriptures. You're looking for eternal life, but you don't see it. They're talking about me. So then the question, again, that needs to be asked, what are you looking for when you read the Bible? Because if you're not looking for Jesus, you're missing it. You're looking for the wrong reasons, my brothers and my sisters. And this is why healing and salvation and deliverance do not happen because you're not looking for Jesus in the scriptures. The scriptures are Jesus, and the scriptures talk about Jesus. How can you miss Jesus when you read the scriptures? And then Jesus goes on to say, this is uh, John 5, 39 and 40. He says after that, you don't come to me to... So, God, he says, you search the scriptures looking for eternal life, but you won't come to me so I can give you eternal life. So then what is it they were ultimately after when they were studying the scriptures? That's a big question. So the answer seems obvious to me. Then, back then, like now, most people won't search the scriptures to learn who Jesus is, They search the scriptures to support what they want God to do for them. Mm. You read the scriptures only to find out what God can do for you. You read the Bible only to find out what God said, how he's going to bless you. You get in trouble. You find a scripture for it. You have a hard time. You look for a scripture to make you feel better. You're going through a hard test and trial. You look for a scripture where somebody else went through something similar. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm saying you're missing it. It's lazy. (laughs) This is what the Bible is saying. In Luke chapter 17, there were 10 lepers who cried out for Jesus to heal him. Someone say ten lepers. 10 lepers, 10 lepers. The Bible says when Jesus saw them, he told them, go show yourselves to the priests. Now, let's think about that. They have leprosy, the worst disease known to man at that time. They're crying out for Jesus to heal them. And the only thing he says is, go show yourself to the priest. Now, if you were to be real, and I'm gonna, not going to ask you to raise your hands, but if we, to be re- if we were to be real, I'm including myself, if we were to be real, most of us would be ticked off. What are you talking about? Go show yourself. The, I mean, I, don't you see what's going on with me? What, what do you mean go to church? What do you mean go talk to the preacher? <laughs> I don't even go to church anymore. <laughs> Oh, help us tonight, Holy Spirit. My limbs are falling apart. I'm in excruciating pain. It's hard to walk. People would kill me if they saw me out in the open. This is dangerous for me to even be here, and I'm asking you to heal me, and what you tell me is go talk to a preacher? We're talking about how to receive your healing. So the Bible says, and it came to pass. In other words, some period of time passed. The Bible doesn't say how much, but some time passed and they went. As they went, they were healed. As they went. Somebody say, as they went. I feel like an old Baptist preacher. As they went, all oh along. Yeah, the Bible says as they went, they were healed. If they had not moved, they would have stayed in the same condition. Notice something else. The Bible doesn't say Jesus laid hands on them until they began to shake, quake, fall down and spit up. That can't happen, but it doesn't happen here. All they did was obeyed and walked by faith. Are you writing this down? They obeyed. They obeyed. Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they got healed. Now, again, the Bible doesn't say how much time elapsed. They may have walked a block or three blocks or a mile. We don't know. But as they went, every one of them got healed. Somebody needs to obey the last command God gave you and your healing will manifest. Some of you, it'll need to be what you hear in this message that you obey that will cause your healing to manifest. So as they obeyed, as they walked by faith, they were healed. Hebrews 6.12 Again, our foundation of Scripture, that you be not slothful. Don't be a spiritually lazy believer. (laughs) But followers be an imitator in word and deed of them who through faith and patience. Write down faith and patience, faith and patience. See, these 10 lepers couldn't afford to be spiritually lazy. And I believe I'm talking to some people tonight. You can't afford to be spiritually lazy. What you're dealing with in your body. Hey, my God, you cannot afford to be spiritually lazy. In fact, uh, someone listening uh, online you've gotten some horrible news from the doctor. This may even be the third report that confirms something horrible is going on in your body. And if it doesn't, if it's not healed, you may not live beyond the end of this year. So you don't have time to be spiritually lazy because the doctors have told you at least three times you don't have long to live. So you can't afford to be dull in your mind and spiritually lazy at this time. You got to get up and move out by faith. They heard Jesus' command. All ten of them. The Bible says they all were healed as they what were going to a priest, a preacher. <laughs> Boy, don't they love to the lamb-based and dog preachers today? Oh man, this is one of the worst seasons to be a preacher in the last 1500 years. The last place people want you to go is to a preacher. And this is the first place Jesus tells them to go in order to be healed. Verse number 15, Luke 17. Let's continue the story. And one of them, somebody say one. said out loud, say one. one. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, Turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Verse 16. He fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So one of them, when he found out he was healed, went back to Jesus. He went back. We don't know how far away he walked, but he went back and fell at Jesus' feet and gave him thanks. And Luke said he was a Samaritan. Someone say he was a Samaritan. Now that's significant because you know enough about the scriptures to know that at that time, the Samaritans and the Jews had no dealings with each other. They didn't like each other. They were not friendly towards each other. The Samaritans were a hybrid race of Jew mixed in with another race. And they had a different God, worshiped different places. And so they were not on the same page at all. But it may seem or it appears as if the Bible doesn't say directly that the other nine were Jews. The only one that came back was a Samaritan. Well, you know, don't, no, don't be surprised. So that's just like us. People, that's just like people. We don't appreciate the folk we should appreciate, but we love to be around folk that use and abuse us. So here are these nine Jews who should know the Messiah, who should know who he is, just like the two disciples should have had more knowledge about him. They did not. These nine Jews, when the Messiah healed them, they didn't come back and give him glory. The only one that did was a Samaritan and he wasn't a Jew. He wasn't even supposed to know who Jesus was, but he knew. He knew enough to come back and give him glory glory. You remember the young man (laughs) that was laid at the gate and uh, in the book of Acts and Peter and John said, look on us. And he got up and he began to dance because he was lame and he was praising God. And all this big commotion happens in the city and everybody's running around and they're telling this young man, they says, you know, uh, are you saying that G that, excuse me, that Paul uh, and John, uh, Peter and John, they are the ones that minister to you. And, and I, I don't know, Who is? I don't know what they. I don't know their title. I all I know is I used to be crippled. See, see, you got to get to the point where you don't care what people say about what you believe. You don't care about what they believe. All you know is I believe it, and it's happening in my life. And this is what needs to happen to many people to receive your healing. You care too much what people think about you. Watch this. Somebody listening to me right now, you're afraid to be healed because you don't know what's going to happen to your Medicare, Medicaid. There are people listening sad to, to say, you'd rather be sick because you get money out of it. Ooh, it's quiet in here now. Mm-hmm. This stranger didn't care. I'm going to give glory to God. If you want your healing, you better learn how to give God the glory. If you've been coughing and you stop coughing, stop saying, man, I'm going to tell my auntie about this medication. You better give glory to God. If you got pain anywhere in your body and it's gone, you need to give glory to God. Oh, we thank God for your therapist and all these other people, but as God is the healer, there's not a man, woman, a boy, girl, or human anywhere in the world that can heal you. Hallelujah. His name is Jehovah Rapha. He's the God that healeth you. And that's the one you need to give glory to if you want to walk in your healing. Man, Stranger, he wasn't even a Jew. Some priests weren't even his priests. We got folk, they will never let anybody pray for them that's not in their denomination. Ooh, this is good making you so nervous. You'll never let anybody pray for you that's not a part of your group. This Samaritan, I'm going to go to... Jesus said, go to the priest. I'm going. You got to make up your mind. Are you going to believe God or not? Do you care what it looks like? Do you care? I'm reminded of, of uh, the leper in, uh, in the book of Kings. He uh, uh, can't think of his name right now, but uh, he, he asked Elisha to pray for him. And Elisha said, I'll go dip in seven times in the Jordan River. He got mad. He, he had he had a reputation. He had he had status. He had two million likes on, on Internet. He said, man, wouldn't you? I thought you would tell me to go to some clean river. You know, Because this is me. You talking about, man, I'm the captain. I'm a. I got a reputation. You tell me to go to get in some dirty river? I said, You don't want to be healed then. Because see, you got an ego. You're thinking sensually. You're thinking of how it looks to other people. This is why you can't receive your healing, because you're too concerned of how it's gonna look to other people. <laughs> me and Deborah, Pastor Deborah was listening to some teaching yesterday. And uh, it was just as funny, and they were talking about how, you know, people will say, Man, God told me, for example, you live in the West or here in America, God told me he's going to use me mightily. I just got to go to Africa. And how people will rearrange their lives and sell their house and leave their family to try to make it to Africa. But if God tell you to go to Walmart, you will never go. That's too simple. This is why you're not being healed. You want God to tell you to do something fantabulous, huge. All he wants you to do is go to Walmart. <laughs> You're slow to believe. You're slow. I feel something. You're slow. hmm How many times, Holy Ghost got me saying this to you. How many times do I have to tell you the same thing? before you do it. You're slow to believe. You're spiritually lazy. See, uh, oh God, I really don't want to go there. It is through faith And patience, we inherit the promise. We saw, we read the faith of the ten lepers. They went, and as they went, as they obeyed, as they walked by faith, they were healed. But where is the patience? How do we see the patience? How do we acquire hmm, the patience necessary to inherit the promise? What do we need to do to have this so-called patience? What is this so-called patience? Hmm. Patience, write this down, is endurance. It's steadfastness or another way just to say it is staying power. Mm. Staying power. The nine that were healed physically went about their business. The Bible doesn't tell us what they did, but we are people and we know they did people stuff. So they had been lepers, excuse me, for a period of time, again, that we don't know about, but they had been lepers, and at that time, they had to be isolated from their family. Let's, let's just make it, let's make it current. They, they, they couldn't go to the 4th of July and barbecue. They couldn't go to the fireworks. They couldn't hang out. They couldn't go to the movie and watch Maverick. So they were depressed, lonely, and sick. But now the nine no longer have this condition that isolates them from the rest of the world. So, now that they heal, man, I, I always wanted to see Maverick. I'm going to see Ma- Man, I'm going to give me some barbecue. I'm going to the barbecue joint. Man, I'm going to the bar. Man, I'm going, these guys went and did some stuff and somebody, I'm going to see my family. They went and did what humans would do. But one didn't do that. <laughs> one didn't do that. He he realized it was the Messiah that had healed him and he gives God the glory and comes back. He doesn't think about himself, he's not selfish. He comes back and he gives glory to God. He held on longer to Jesus than the others. Did you hear? what I just said. He held on longer to Jesus. He came back and got close to Jesus before they were some distance away hollering at Jesus but after he gets healed this one leper comes back and gets close to Jesus and falls down at his feet. He wasn't thinking about all the things he wanted to do that he had never done or hadn't done in a long time. What he was thinking about was Jesus. The Bible says that it is through. Somebody say through. Write that down. Through. Through. It is through faith and patience. Yeah, we're exegeting this text. For it is through faith and patience. Through is a channel. (laughs) It's a channel. Like your water goes through your pipes. To get to your sink, your dishwasher, wash machine, etc. Your water goes through the pipes. It doesn't matter or make a difference if you have water if it doesn't go through the pipes to get to where you need it. So faith and patience (laughs) have a channel that they flow through. Faith and patience has a channel that gets you from where you need to be or where you are to where you need to be. This is why we need faith and patience, because it is through the channel of faith and patience that we receive what God has promised If there is a, God forbid, if there is a breakage in the line or any one of your pipes that water goes through your your dishwasher, even though it works, it will not function. Because it needs the water to get to it for it to do what it does. You need faith and patience in order to get to what God has promised you. If you don't have faith and patience, you might not get healed. There is a way that seemeth right unto man, there is a channel, (laughs) there is a path that seems right. I mean, when are you going to get rid of all these pathways? When are you going to stop following all these channels man puts before you and you're not healed yet? Why don't you just make up your mind tonight that you're going to do it God's way? So the way of slothfulness is not the channel you need to get you to your Healing or get healing to you. Slothfulness is not the channel. It's another channel. It's another method. It's another path. True followers don't use that path. True followers use faith and patience to inherit the promises of God. True followers. Are there any true followers in here tonight? Are there any true followers watching by Write this down please True followers of Messiah don't come to him just to get what they want and walk away Say la True followers of Messiah don't come to him just to get what they want and when they get it they walk away I've seen that so much in 25 years of pastoring people come to church looking for a husband get a husband and leave the church people come to church need any healing I heard there's miracles in this church come get healed walk away just like these nine It ain't nothing new there's nothing new I come to get a job. I need a job. I need got to get a job. Walk away from God. Need a house, whatever you name it. I've seen that. They have a sensual interpretation of the scriptures. Jesus is only here to do what they want him to do. Not be their Messiah. So in Luke 17, 17, 18 and 19, and Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? I can count. I thought it was ten of y'all screaming. you was having a fit back there in the corner of the church, bucking and shouting. <laughs> he says, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Jesus, I can count real good. Verse 18. There are not found they that return to give glory to God save this stranger? This man don't even know the scriptures. He's not even in covenant but he got enough sense to know. I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee. How many people in church don't get healed and we can go overseas to people that don't even know God and stadiums get filled with people that get healed and folk in the church in America won't get healed. Verse 19, and he said unto him, Jesus said to the Samaritan man, Arise, listen carefully, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. See, the nine went away with their physical bodies healed, no longer having that. Man, they was, man, I'm cute, I'm fine again. I can get in my clothes again, I can wear my design. Man, the nine went away like that but only one became whole the one that came back got everything he needed somebody lift your hands right where you are lift i want oh if you want to get everything you need lift your hands right god i'm asking that you give somebody everything they need somebody under the sound of my anointed voice needs to be made whole They need to be made whole, nothing missing, nothing broken, shalom. They need their home whole. They need their marriage whole. They need their physical body healed. They need their mental state healed. Oh God, they need to be made whole tonight. I'm asking you to minister wholeness to those that come to you with a broken heart and a contrite spirit that know that they know that they know that you are their healer. You are their God. Excuse me, the nine, they weren't sick in their bodies anymore. But there are other areas in their lives that Jesus could have ministered to that they never let him minister to because they did not exercise faith and patience. The nine were fools. They were spiritually lazy. They were ignorant of the Messiah and all that it means to be in his presence. They were ignorant of the Messiah and all that it meant when they were in his presence. They were ignorant of the Messiah. They did not know what they were in the presence of. They did not know all the power and the glory that they were in the presence of. Are you in church? Are you in the service? Are you in any service? Even right now, and Messiah is present. The Spirit of God is present, but you do not recognize it because you are just in a building, in a pew, sitting on a chair, but you need to understand, like the stranger, like the Samaritan, that you are in the very presence of Almighty God, and that's when you can get everything you need. That's when you can get healing in your body. You can be made Whole because you recognize you're in the presence of Almighty God. So Jesus said, Because you came back, your faith has made you whole. Sozo is the Greek word, it's the word for complete salvation that man got saved he wasn't just physically whole now he is spiritually whole he's whole in his soul he is saved in his soul now he has a covenant relationship with messiah he's not just somebody that got something from jesus and walked away now he's in relationship with jesus now he's a part of the family of god now He's in a whole different class. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. This man now has all things changed in his life because he recognizes Jesus is Messiah. He can do all that and more for you. So this man got saved, healed, and delivered he got saved healed who and delivered he got saved healed and delivered don't just sit here and be glad that you're saved get healed and also get delivered be made whole We receive our healings and everything else from God through faith and patience. The Bible says it is through the channel of faith and patience that we inherit. Somebody say inherit. Inherit. Write down the word inherit. (laughs) Inherit. See, anything that is inherited, you don't have to do anything for. It's passed down to you because of the blood. (laughs) I feel like running in this church. It's passed down to you because of the blood. In other words, you've got the same blood. You get the same stuff. Now that this man was saved, hallelujah, now the blood of Jesus has given this man the ability to be made whole. Why? Because Jesus is whole. Y'all better hear me. You better hear me. It's through faith and patience we inherit. You get what belongs to you. Some of you Still aren't 100% certain that healing belongs to you. But it does. Somebody say, Healing belongs to me because by His stripes I was healed. So all you need to do is just put your faith in what is inherited, what has been stored up for you. Don't be sick another day in your life. Don't be diseased longer than you have to. That's why he's our healer, because sickness and disease come. You don't need a healer if it doesn't come. Because you get sick doesn't mean you don't have enough faith. Staying sick says you don't. Yeah, that was hard to swallow getting a disease doesn't mean you're a sinner not letting jesus minister to your needs it's being spiritually lazy i know i know this is a hard word but it's necessary because see we have to get to the point again i'm gonna say this and i gotta go listen how can we minister to the world if we sick we in the hospital we tired you can't even pray because you got oxygen on your, mind, on your face. Come on now. This is why we got to rebuild the church and build the saints back up so we can go out and minister the gospel to other people. Okay. Do me a favor. Put, put your pen down. Put your device, your Bible down. Right? For a second. Just put it down. Everybody Clap. This is something to clap about. See, it's the way of the true followers of Messiah to get their inheritance. I want you to get your inheritance. Everything that God promised you, I want us to get it. I don't want the devil to have his hands, his little peddly hands on anything that God has for us. I am so done with the devil having stuff that belongs to us. I cannot tell you. This is why we have to rise up again in faith. Come on, my brothers and my sisters. Rise up in your faith. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Build yourself up in your most holy faith and get what God has promised you. We're not the kind of people, so I get ready to close, who chase Jesus down Just to get what we want. We're not the kind of this ain't the kind of church where people run up in here just to get God to touch them and they go home. And we don't see you again. We're not those kind of people. We are the kind of people that chase Jesus down to learn who he is. We don't just believe what we've heard for generations. We are the type of people that search the scriptures. Because some folk may have gotten it wrong and they're passing that wrong on to me. And if I don't, if I'm spiritually lazy, I'm going to keep saying the same wrong spiritual scriptural things, interpretation, and I won't get what God promised me. So we're going to study the scriptures. We've got more technology than ever, and we just as dumb as a box of nails. Because we always want someone to give us something. Let me tell you something, my brother and my sister. There are some things from God you got to work for if you're going to get it. Proverbs 25. It's the glory of God to conceal a thing and it's the honor of kings to search a matter out. If you want glory and honor on your life from God, search the scriptures and find out what God has for you and don't accept anything less and that will glorify your father who is in heaven. Stop making excuses for being broke, stupid, and ignorant. Sick. For too long. Sound like the man at the pool of Bethesda. I, I, I would be, but every time I get ready to move, somebody get in front of me. You talking to the healer right there. The healer is right there and you don't know it. You're talking about what everybody else has done to you. You're in the presence of the healer. Stop talking about everybody else and talk about him. Get to know Him. So, my brothers and sisters, stand on your feet, please. It's our inheritance to be healed. It's a part of what Jesus afforded us through his ultimate sacrifice. We have to learn how to appropriate, by faith, the promises of God. It's all a part of our inheritance. What does Psalm 103 says? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. They're passed on by the blood. Lift your hands. I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood. I remind you of the blood. I remind you that just took holy communion with us. You just partook of his body and his blood as a reminder to you that you are a part of his body, that the inheritance and the promises of God are yes and amen. Healing is a yes. Salvation is a yes. Deliverance is a yes. Blessing is a yes. Receive it now by faith, by and through the blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. You don't have to do anything. But believe it and receive it. My last statement. My very last statement for tonight. If you want your healing. If you want your healing, fall in love with the healer and not just his healing. Fall in love with the healer. Get to know the healer. Jesus said, if you love me, do what I say. Do you know what he says to you? Find out. Fall in love with it. Do like the ten lepers. Go and do likewise. And watch the promises of God, including your healing, manifest in your life. My last prayer, Father, thank you. I thank you. I thank you for straightening some things out tonight in our thinking about Messiah. You didn't just come to make me happy. You didn't just come to make me satisfied. To satisfy my whims, my desires. You came for a whole world of people just like me. I'm going to embrace who you are. I'm not going to be A lazy disciple dull of hearing dull of learning I'm going to put in the work so you can be glorified through my life I want people to know you saved me I want people to know what you saved me from I want people to know how many times you healed me when doctors said no, when medicine didn't work, when surgery couldn't fix it. I want people to know you are still the same yesterday, today, and forever. I want to be a billboard for your glory. Save me, use me, glorify your life through me. I give you me again, and I come to you like the stranger, like the Samaritan, Pour more of you into this vessel so that wherever I go, people, they got to know something different happened to you. Something happened to you. And I can say, yes, it was the power of almighty God through Messiah, Jesus, my Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, I believe healing and miracles are happening to you. I believe it. I believe your house is being changed. I believe your home, just like the Samaritan. I believe wholeness is coming to you right where you are. And that now, from this, this, from this day forward, you will know how to receive your healing whenever you need it. You will no longer be afflicted and oppressed by the devil with sickness and disease that you don't know God can heal you from. In Jesus name. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.